Hi, and welcome to the Hypnotex podcast. I'm Rob from Hypnotex, and today I'd like to talk about the first session. And this is a question that I get a lot. What's it going to be like? I'm nervous, uh, all perfectly normal reactions. So what I'd like to do is talk a little bit about the events leading up to your first session. Then I'd like to talk a little bit about what to expect during your first session. And then I would like to talk a bit about what happens after the session, what the follow-up looks like. Now, I'm going to try to separate this, and I'm going to call out things I do versus things that you can expect from going to any hypnotherapist. And I have to admit that my sample size is relatively small. I can count on one hand the number of hypnotherapists I have gone to see. And so uh, I'm, I'm going to just call things out that I think are uh, particular to me, to Hypnotex, and what you can generally expect. And if there are questions about that, feel free to send them on over. But I will try to, when it's something that just I do, I'll try to make sure that that's obvious. So first off, apprehension, nervousness, uh, anxiety around the session, all perfectly normal things. And in fact, uh, I would, if you were totally calm and you walked in and you were like, no problem, then my assumption is going to be that you've either been to see a hypnotherapist before or that uh, perhaps you're a little more confident about things than you should be. Or um, it's hard to say, but it is normal for us as people to sort of uh, anticipate new experiences and that anticipation can result in anxiety and it it is um, quite commonly uh, i so people who are coming to see me clients who are coming to see me for the first time particularly with chronic anxiety it is not unusual for me to have to spend a significant amount of time talking with them and uh, even sometimes rescheduling because they're just not quite ready to walk in the door. The newness of it, of course, you're going to see a hypnotist, which that's just inherently weird now, isn't it? So that's not unusual. And so I do anticipate it. But one thing I'm going to throw out there is that uh, once you've signed up for a session, communicate. Now, talk with me, communicate, send me an email, give me a call, text, whatever you'd like to do. But let's get you feeling as calm as is humanly possible. It's not an event that should cause you to be completely up in arms and and scared spitless to come in. And it just should not be. Uh, If it is, then uh, I would really like an opportunity to work with you on that. So First thing that happens is, I obviously, I encourage you, and I do this all over the website, I encourage you to shop around. Find a hypnotherapist who suits you. And for the purposes of this conversation, we're going to assume that's me, that you've settled in and you're going to come in. Uh, however, if you listen to the podcast, you'll notice that there is an episode about how to choose a hypnotherapist. There's a section on the website dedicated to how to choose a hypnotherapist. And both of those talk in extensive detail about what you can expect from me and from other hypnotherapists. Uh, we have widely differing approaches to things. And so you may want to choose somebody who's got a different set of qualifications. But once you've settled in and you're coming to see me, here's what you can expect. So I have moved all of the paperwork online. 
Uh, it used to be that we spent the first 30 minutes going over the Washington state paperwork, which is extensive. We are one of the few states, Washington is, that requires licensing for hypnotherapists. And there's, so there's an extensive amount of paperwork we have to go through that discusses who I am, what I'm qualified to do, what you should expect, uh, what Washington does for defining my role, how, what your rights are, that sort of thing. But I've moved that into an online system. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to visit the website and you'll visit the booking section and you will sign up for the 90 minute introductory session. And that's, I've chosen 90 minutes for the introductory sessions because that number seems to work better. Standard sessions are 60 minutes, but 90 minutes for the introductory session uh, gives us plenty of opportunity to spend quality time talking and to, to get used to each other and to sort of settle in. And, uh, and even to be fair with that, 90 minute sessions, we tend to run over. So it is completely fair that you should anticipate that to happen. Now, uh, I will generally ask, can you run over if we are getting really into our subject matter or it seems like a few additional minutes are going to help you out? But it is not unheard of for us to run over past that 90 minutes. Um, so you sign up, you fill out the booking thing. The next thing that's going to happen is you're going to get an email from my system. Uh, my virtual assistant, Amelia is going to ping you and uh, Amelia has some paperwork for you. And this is the Washington state. They call it a disclosure document. And that's the document that I was referencing earlier. Talks about who I am. It's got my personal details on it. It's got all of the information about my operation and, and, uh, who I am and what I do. And it talks to you a little bit bit about what you can expect and that kind of thing. And so you sign that, uh, Amelia walks you through the whole process and you, and you sign that. Now, at this point, depending upon how long it is before your session, uh, it can go pretty dark. I, I don't routinely reach out. Sometimes I will, depending upon what the new client has put into their system for the reason that they're coming in. But oftentimes at that point, that's the last you'll hear from me, particularly if it's short time before you are going to be coming in. But feel free, reach out to me. The address is right there on the document you sign and on the website. So that doesn't mean that you can't contact me. Feel free to reach out, say, hey, here's what I got going on. I'm concerned about this. I'm worried about that. I would love to hear from you. Uh, I encourage my clients to be educated about who I am, what I do, what to expect, that kind of thing. So I uh, routinely anticipate people reaching out to me, and I, I really like that. So the session time comes around, and... Uh, times have been kind of weird for the last year or so simply because of COVID. And so we've had all kinds of rules, but things are starting to lighten up. And of course, I'm fully vaccinated and uh, I'm not a serious germaphobe to begin with. So currently, because the government says so, I, I, I ask you, I say flat out, do you want to wear a mask? And that's dependent, obviously, upon whether or not you are uh, vaccinated according to the government, but I have a drop down that says masks, yes or no. And that's up to you because I want you to feel comfortable. And again, we, we keep coming back to that concept, comfort. So when you're booking the session, it'll ask that question. Obviously, once it becomes no longer even something I have to ask, then uh, you're still allowed to wear one now, obviously, if you really want to. But well, that's uh, yeah, the requirement will go away. So so will the question. And uh, if you're listening to this down the road, then perhaps that's already gone. But when I'm recording this, masks are still a very real part of life around Washington State anyway. So 
when the time comes for your session, you'll come in, try to be on time. You don't need to be early. That's okay. If you're too early, you may end up standing around outside enjoying the beautiful weather that Duval has to offer. But uh, try to be on time. I appreciate that. And in fact, if you are late, oftentimes, if we are, my schedule is full, we can't run over. So you are only costing yourself time if you're late. So I appreciate it if you're late. If you're too late, I may even cancel as you walk in the door. Just let you know that I don't have a sufficient time for us to cover and that uh, we're going to need to cancel. And uh, that's no fun, especially if you drove all the way here from far away. So try to be on time if you can. Text the office number if you cannot. Let me know what you got going on. So when you arrive, uh, I will greet you and uh, bring you in. First thing we're going to do is we're going to sit down and we're going to turn off our phones. And then we are going to perhaps have a glass of water. We're going to sit and we're going to relax. And we're going to spend a significant amount of time getting sort of acclimated, getting used to each other. And that is your time. In the old days, we spent 30 minutes going over the Washington State paperwork. Now I just generally ask you if you had any questions about either the Washington State paperwork that you signed for Amelia or whether or not you have questions about uh, perhaps the Capucinian suggestibility test that you took. And that uh, I should have thrown that in there too, but uh, part of the lead up to the session is I ask you to take a Capucinian suggestibility test. That just gives me a heads up on sort of starting to map how your brain works. So I uh, do appreciate it when that's taken care of. It's all online. It really doesn't take that long, even though it's a lot of questions. You just kind of breeze through it. And then we go over those results and I explain in detail what they mean to you, what they mean to me and, and why you care. So that first 30 minutes or so, we spend some quality time chatting. We get to know each other and I will take as much time as I need. I don't need you to be at ease. In fact, a little bit of apprehension is something that as a hypnotist that I can use. Turns out that in bypassing the critical faculties, we can use apprehension or nervousness. And so I don't need you to be super relaxed. We're going to get there soon enough. But I do need for you to be paying attention. I do need you to be willing to sort of follow my lead. Um, I, I like to use the description that hypnosis is sort of like me navigating in your car. So I sit in the passenger seat, and if I know where we're going and you don't, and I call out a left turn... I hope that you want to go the same place, and so you'll go left. Now, obviously, as the driver of the car, you have the option to uh, go right. You can go left if you want to follow the instructions and go where I'm saying. You can go straight. You can tell me you know your own way. You could even slam on the brakes and kick me out of the car. These are all exactly the same thing with hypnosis. And so uh, I like to sit and chat, get to know you, and hopefully we build enough rapport where I understand sort of where you're coming from and and you understand that you can trust me to work with you. Uh, If we get through that and those things aren't happening, then we've got an issue and we're going to have to solve them. So kind of fun. You do the paperwork, we chat, we get to know each other. Oftentimes there's a restroom break at that point just simply because, well, when you're nervous and you've been sitting and you're drinking free water, uh, sometimes, well, the bio break or nature's call comes along. And so we'll take a break at that point. Now, getting back from the break at this point, we'll oftentimes start to play a few games. 
and refer them to tests, refer to them as tests. You can refer to whatever you want, but these are additional ways for me to begin to sort of map who you are. And uh, I want to be really clear that if at any point you actually during those tests feel the urge to just close your eyes and fall asleep, I'm completely okay with that because until you've been hypnotized, sleep is the closest thing that you've got. So sort of sitting in the chair and relaxing and, and finding yourself during the tests that you could drift off is the highest compliment to me. It means you're ready to go. You're, you're primed and ready. And so that is completely fine with me. Um, and it's funny. I always tell that to clients. I always say, Hey, if at any point during this process, you just feel like taking a nap and there is almost nobody else's office. You go to the dentist. They're not going to want you to fall asleep. You go see the doctor. They're not going to, you go see any therapist. They, if you doze off, you're useless to them. This is the one place where you can come in and just basically say, yeah, yeah, I, I'm done and take a nap. And I'm completely okay with that. And, uh, as I tell my clients, it's, it's easy to transition a sleeping person into hypnosis and a person in hypnosis into sleep. They're not the same thing, but transitioning people back and forth is is very simple so uh, as a result falling asleep because that's the closest thing is is where we're at so sometimes and i would say a, a significant percentage even maybe a majority of clients during these sort of tests or quizzes that we're running these demonstrations sort of mapping your mind a lot of people just choose to go into hypnosis at that point I'm completely fine with that. We can be done. We don't have to run all the tests. The whole goal is to determine how you get there. And if it turns out that one of the, one of the tests, one of the demos sort of speaks to you, then away we go. Into hypnosis you go and we can get started. Um, if not, then uh, we start working our way towards what's called the induction. And the induction is sort of a, a method for putting you into hypnosis. And there's a, a ton of them. You've seen the pocket watch. I, I don't use that. It's called fixation. And it works with kids mostly, but um, pretty seldom. If I break out the pocket watch, you'll know that uh, I've determined that fixation might be the best approach for you. But uh, there are lots of ways to induce hypnosis. There's confusion. There are, uh, there, there's just, there's, there's as many ways to induce hypnosis as there are people there's there's literally an individualized approach if uh, I, I don't use any sort of script i just know uh, a zillion different ways and as a result i try to come up with the one that works best for what i've determined about how and who you are so at the induction point, we start doing the things that are going to start walking you into hypnosis. And uh, there, like I say, there's a ton of ways to get you there. But oftentimes, you're still sitting in the chair here next to my desk. And uh, that's fine. You can go out there. I'm completely okay with that. Uh, we can use the old-fashioned arm raising. We can use, well, there's a ton of them. Uh, but uh, then at that point, I'll very often just start to do a little bit of preliminary work, and then I'll get you up and move you to the comfy chair. And once you're in the comfy chair, it's really easy to just continue that. And um, we talk about the term sleep, and we talk about the term deep, and we talk about trance, and these are all things that are debatable about what they are or how they work or are there levels to them and do they relay anyway not getting into that argument again this podcast i keep promising that i will but uh not this one yet either and and so uh those are conventions that we use to describe the situation but once you're settled into the chair we oftentimes start with the work at that point and the fun part is that while it's work for me it's not work for you 
and I, I really this seems counterintuitive just sort of like falling asleep here in the office but i'm completely okay if you want to wander off and in fact i'll use those exact words they're used words that i've used a, a million times they uh stop paying attention if you're laying there in the chair the tighter the grip you have the less you're going to get out of it and so if i can manage to reach you and let you know that you're feeling good you feel relaxed you feel settled in perhaps you've got an experience going on inside of your head and uh, feel free to wander off go enjoy that and so uh, that's definitely what we want to have happen and so uh, interesting a lot of people go in deeper the second session than they do the first we can use a concept known as fractionation uh, where you'll go into hypnosis and then i'll bring you up or partially up and then back in again and uh, that tends to deepen the effect and there's a lot of things that we can do we might use some visualization might ask your might tell some stories uh very ericksonian for us to sit and me tell stories now interestingly enough I would say 99% of the time, once you're in the big comfy chair, you're not going to speak. So don't worry about it. You're not going to spill your secrets. You're not even going to tell me. You might nod your head. You might lift a finger. You might give me some sort of a uh, response like that. But I'm not likely to ask you to speak at all, mainly because at that point, I, I've got your body language. I've got your micro expression. And uh, in general, I already know the direction that we need to be taking. So you're going to lay there in the chair. You're going to relax. You're going to doze off and have a wonder what seems like a wonderful nap and enjoy that. And uh, we'll go through. We'll do the work that we've got to do. And when the time is over, I'll bring you back. And uh, it is completely normal for people to get so into it so relaxed even those who are highly stressed coming in once they experience trance uh, it's not uncommon for people to really resist coming back to take their time and uh, you can't get stuck you'd either fall asleep or you would wake up and, and either way you're going to come out of it so you can't get stuck but it is not unusual for me to need to ask a couple of times hey you want to come back to the room please and uh, that does happen. So uh, it's okay. You've got lots of techniques for bringing you back around again. And you know, next thing you know, you'll be sitting in the room. And uh, the funny thing for me is it always, it's always felt like you're sort of being poured back into your body. Your mind has been wandering. You've been disconnected. You're floating or you're feeling heavy or whatever you experience. There's been colors. It's been dark. It's been bright. You've been walking in a garden. There's all kinds of experiences that you may have had. But then there's just this sort of return to reality where you're sort of, I, I literally feel like I'm being poured back into my body. And uh, fun stuff. I actually really enjoy that, that feeling, that transition. It's uh, almost as nice as the transition into hypnosis is the, the transition out of it. So you'll return and uh, in general, we'll spend some quality time sitting and waiting. And I can generally tell by your expression and uh, you know, come back a little spacey. Most people do. And, and, and I'm going to keep an eye on you and we're going to stay there sitting in that chair until we're confident that you're 100% back. And we'll talk a little bit about how you feel and uh, what your experience was. And it, it's completely normal. Normal. some people remember everything some people say yeah you told that story about the, the and and i'll go yep yep I, that's true i told that story and other people will look at me with a blank look on their face and say i'm sorry how long did that take because i don't remember a word that's normal too as is everything in between i don't normally 
suggest to people that they won't remember. There are occasions where that's appropriate, but in general, I'll leave that up to you. Let me know in advance if that's something. If it's a huge concern, oh, I, I, don't, I think I'd be freaked out if I didn't remember. If there was a blank spot, let me know. I can always suggest that you'll remember things or that they'll come back to you as time goes on. So uh, time dilation, I mentioned uh, that's uh, something that happens pretty frequently. Uh, I used to really enjoy asking people how long they thought they'd been under. It's really irrelevant, and I, I don't really do it much anymore. People bring it up. Uh, frequently enough that uh, I see that the answers are all still the same. People tend to go both directions. Some people say it passed in a flash. One minute they were there, one minute they weren't, one minute they were back again. Uh, other people say it was hours. Oh my goodness. I, I, I'm, I'm probably late for work tomorrow. Um, and that's normal too. We have variations in our minds, but we can work with it. Uh, like I say, these are all things that I'm expecting and that you should be expecting as well. Afterwards, um, it's completely normal to feel a little spacey. Uh, some people describe uh, sort of being a little bit uh, inside their heads, thinking, relaxing, maybe even trying to reclaim a little bit of that experience that they had. Um, some people describe a hypnotic halo. That is that things are brighter, colors are brighter, lights are brighter. Sometimes they say that lights have glow, that they have a halo around them, and, and not unusual either. Um, these are all things that we can talk about, we can certainly work with. I would love to hear your experience. I really, I enjoy watching people go into hypnosis. I enjoy working with people in hypnosis, and I enjoy pe watching people as they come out and they they. They experience it, and um, it's pretty routine for people to say, oh, if, if I had known, if only I had known, I would not have waited so long. And uh, I'm always glad to hear that. So uh, one thing I want to throw out here, it is completely normal to wonder if you were hypnotized. And in fact, if you go to the what should I expect the first session to be like fact on the hypnotext.com website, I even have a cartoon on there where people say, uh, I don't think I was hypnotized. And it's okay. That's completely fine. That is that is really normal, particularly if you remember every word. Obviously, if you were out and you drooled on your shirt and you don't remember anything that was discussed and yet you're missing an hour that's tougher to argue that something didn't happen but if you remember every word sometimes it doesn't seem like you were hypnotized but uh, i assure you that is if you do your research that is part of the normal experience uh, a lot of people remember everything and they just say well i heard every word so i couldn't have been hypnotized no not entirely true that's uh you were. I, I, I won't waste your time. I won't waste my time. So if you're not hypnotized, we're going to keep working on it until you are. And I can tell from out here. And uh, it's new to you. Uh, you generally, when you have the same experience the second time around, you oftentimes start to figure out what hypnosis is. But that's all that it comes from is the, uh, the, the sort of not knowing. The, the not knowing what it feels like to be hypnotized. Therefore, you don't know what it feels like to be hypnotized hope that makes sense so but really normal people to say i say how was it and they say well i'm not sure that i was hypnotized 
That is uh, a very regular, very normal thing. And that's okay. We can work with that. I assure you that your subconscious definitely got the message, even if you heard every word and you're pretty convinced that you were just laying there. And well, you know, it's totally normal that your foot's asleep or some other experience that you had. But in any case, after that, uh, we'll send you on your way. I don't ask people to book right then and there. Um, People post-hypnotic are generally wanting to continue to enjoy a little bit of peace and quiet. So uh, I figure if you had a good experience and you think we're going to work together, uh, you will go book online. I don't do it here in the office anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to nag at you to, to book your next session right now like happens when you go to walk out of some places. So uh, beyond that, I love to hear from new clients. I love to hear from clients, period. But send me an email. Let me know. What was your experience? As time went on, did you notice something? Did you notice things? Did you feel different? Did stuff come back to you? Did you remember stuff that we talked about? Or did you forget stuff? Or did you find yourself behaving differently? These are, these are all great. And I'll talk to you about these in the next session, but I really do like hearing about them uh, post-session. So between sessions, feel free. Reach out. You've got my email address. Uh, if you feel you want to talk in person, we can pull that off. But I like to, to work with my clients. I like to make sure that we have some sense of uh, your expectations and where you're at. So first session, that's pretty much what to expect. The lead up during the session and after the session. The next session, um, like I say, a lot of people tend to go really deep the second session. And I, I routinely recommend, you'll hear me say this over and over again, one session is seldom enough. I don't sell packages. I don't try to rope you into lots and lots of sessions. But two is really the right minimum number. You should do at least two sessions. How's that for a recommendation? So I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear, email me or feel free in the comments on this. Uh, let me know what you think. And let me know if you have additional questions that I didn't cover about this. I am uh, always excited to hear from my listeners here at the Hypnotech's podcast. And uh, it's a relatively new thing for me. So still learning how to make it work and, and what I should and shouldn't be doing. So happy to hear from you. Please feel free to let me know what you think. I'm Rob. From Hypnotex, and this has been the Hypnotex Podcast. Thanks for listening.